This episode of Congo is brought to you by ZenkaiCon. Greater Philadelphia's anime convention, ZenkaiCon, March 18th through the 20th at the Valley Forge Convention Center. For more information, visit ZenkaiCon.com. You are watching Vigdor in high definition, and now, from MAGFest, this is The Congoer. Features. Yeah, when you're running a lot of traffic on a website, um, it can be very expensive to to rent bandwidth. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm not. I don't have the right terminology all the time, but uh, I'm not the tech guy. But it's a lot more efficient and cheaper to run it from, you know, your own location. So I'm really happy with that. Like I've been able to um, continue having a site that has a lot of like overwhelming amount of traffic, but um, I'm still able to afford it. So that's, you know, good without making it too much, like without putting too many advertisements on it. You know, I try to keep everything kind of moderate. I think it was uh, in December when you had been out on a trip and then you came back and had been down for two days and that's where you just decided that you needed to um, your own independent power source. Was that around then? Uh, I don't remember. There, there were different times when... Uh, the site would be down. There was a time when we were uh, we were going with a cheaper web hosting service, and they had a lot of downtime, and we weren't happy about that, obviously. Then there's a time we got hit by a tornado when it was hosted in my own house, and pretty much just huge, huge area was just wiped out of electricity for uh, about three days, and. I didn't have any way to update my site or anything. People thought I was dead or something. So, um, but then I came back, and then all the traffic just resumed. So we didn't really lose anything, uh, except three days of downtime. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so many questions in my Boo. going around, and it's like, which one to pick out? Um, you know. Uh, so it's because it's like I'm a big fan of everything. So it's like there's so many things I want to know. Um, specifically, uh, when you do movie reviews, what uh, how do you choose which ones that you want to pick specifically? You say you watch a movie and say, "Hey, I want to. I love this movie, and I decided I want to do this." Like say when you did the Rocky trilogy, what popped in your head that made you want to do uh, Rocky at that particular time? What would uh, what makes you choose what what you're gonna interview? Uh, I don't know. I guess most of the decision probably goes into if I feel I have something to say about it that hasn't been said. Because, um, you know, the least thing I want to do is just say, you know, something that's very predictable. So I don't know. Uh, what, whatever I feel like doing, really. I don't do movie reviews that often anymore, but... Um, like it's fun making like funny top tens and stuff and it's just fun to talk about movies. So um uh Kyle, the uh that's his name, the guy that does the intro to the video game nerd. Yeah. Um how come we don't see him around too much anymore? 
Um, Kyle Justin, uh, we don't see him around too often uh, lately just because he's been busy. Um, but he, you know, you'll, I don't know, you might see him again sometime soon. I don't know. Another Battletoads review or something upon that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Alright, um, there were so many video games, movies, board games that you reviewed, and, um, was there one that, like, you had to review, but you really did like it? It was sort of like a, a secret guilty pleasure. It, it, you think about it, it's like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was, but I still kind of did it for the fans. You kinda... Is there ever, like, an instant that happened? Uh, is there never, is there ever an instance when I uh, bash a game when it's mostly for fun and 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 then uh, you know and, and if it's really a guilty pleasure that I actually really enjoy it more than I make it sound? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's sort of a love-hate thing sometimes, I guess. Like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. You know, I always <laughs> talk about that how it's like the worst game I ever played, but. Um, there's something funny about playing it because it's just so bad, it's hilarious. Um, and there's times when, like, uh, Simon's Quest, Castlevania Two. that was my first one that I ever did, and I pretty much just critiqued everything that was wrong with the game, but then a lot of people didn't understand that I also kind of liked it. So that was one that I, I redid at one point eventually and, like, added on, but I also, I found more things bad about it that I didn't talk about the first time, but I also kind of, you know, said, okay, you know, I also really like certain things in it, so. So, yeah, I'm sorry, that's a uh, tough <laughs> one to answer. <laughs> All right, and then um, one more thing is that, uh, is there any, like, crazy fan stories that you can tell us, like, people, like, coming up to you and be like, oh my god, you're the angry video game nerd, or, like, signing someone's boob, you know, just. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've signed boobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I've, I've had crazy stuff happen, um, so I've had like yeah, I've had everything that I've ever imagined hap happening and and more. So I don't know, it's just Can some weird stuff. Um, some of them I don't want to disclose just for like you know certain reasons, um, but uh, um, no, off the top of my head, I mean like ninety nine percent of People are, are nice, and you know there there's nothing wrong with with most of them. So there's very very few people where it ever becomes like any kind of problem. So so no, I have really good fans. So you are known as the angry video game nerd, but has there ever been a game that you've played that has absolutely infuriated you so angry that you just screamed at the top of your lungs, just like and like kind of threw the controller at the screen and just absolutely made your blood boil? Yeah, as, as far as, you know, the worst one I always talk about, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, as far as, like, difficulty, like Ninja Gaiden, because I was so close. Um, you want to know a secret about Ninja Gaiden that I didn't know when I did the video was that uh, you get to the end, you fight three bosses in a row. If you beat all three of those bosses in a row, um, your, health, your health will be replenished after each boss fight. But if you die on any one of them, and then, you know, come back the second time, it stops replenishing your health. So it actually punishes you more for not doing it the first time. So if you're playing Ninja Gaiden, you've got to do it the first time, or else shut off the game and start over. So 
even though you do the the nerd stuff, you your real true passion is is making movies and um, doing things of that nature. Have you been working on any, any particular upcoming movies that you hope to maybe release on on your website or or something maybe a little bit bigger? Uh, yeah, it was the nerd movie, um, which is the happy marriage between the two because it's like uh, you know I'm, I I pretty much stopped all my movie projects when the nerd started, and then that's all been kind of just welling up inside me and it's like okay I I because that's really the curse is like you get these ideas and you and you have to get them out you need to make them into a movie or whatever you know your art is and I have all these ideas of things I'm trying to do and actually the, the nerd movies are very uh, like happy marriage between the two because it's something that could only be the nerd it couldn't be based on any other character um, because of the decisions he makes in it it's decisions that only the nerd would make um, so that I really see as like the segue to going into making, uh, you know, movies. Um, I recently got a chance to see, um, that 1995 Godzilla movie, um, could you say the title for us, please? Uh, the 1995? Um, damn, I don't want to give it away, um, the one that has to deal with the oxygen destroyer. And yeah. Godzilla versus, uh, Godzilla versus Destroya. Yeah, it was actually uh, quite a good movie. I'm glad your recommendation of it is. Okay. The only one that might be better besides the original is King Kong versus Godzilla. And I thought it yeah. really, they did a good job with the homage cool. and stuff like that. Uh -huh. um, yeah. With that movie, did you think like um, the dub and stuff didn't really get in your way in terms of enjoyment and stuff like that? Um, no, I only, I only saw it subtitled, I think, because oh, that's nice. where I got the Desodroya, because that's actually the what it is, you know. Um, not like Destroyer. Actually, in the English uh, translation, like for the action figures and stuff, the official name, they spell it like Destroyer with A-H at the end. Um, but if, if you look at the uh, Japanese, um, like the direct English translation to the Japanese, it's something else. It's something like D-E-S-U-T-O-R-O-I-A or something. That's pretty close, whatever it is. Um, but uh, what was it for the question, really? I was just, it's too bad, because I saw the dub, and now that I know that you didn't, I was just wondering if mm. that really was a big deal for you. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the dub for that one. Most of the old ones, I've only seen the dub. Mm -hmm. Like, where they start calling, uh, you know, Ghidra is just Ghidra, but then they start calling him King Ghidorah, and I find out that a lot of the reasons why that's inconsistent is because um, back then they just don't translate it right a lot of times. So nowadays we have better translations than we used to. So how long did you exactly get started to do the Monster Madness every year? Um, the first year I, I always wanted to... Um, I think it may have started in college at one time. Some uh, professor I think had a, uh, a class that was just, you know, it was an elective class that was uh, like history of horror films or something and I wasn't in the class but people who were in the class said that I should have taught it they're like oh you know more than the, that professor and I was like okay and it kind of got the idea in my head I'd like to ha kind of have like horror movies 101 and it's just the basic history like if somebody never seen a single horror movie these are all the important ones to see so the first monster madness was just a very quick run through of all the uh, you know all the, the most famous horror movies and all the ones that you should know. And then 
I thought that was going to be it. And the second year, I decided to do all the Godzilla movies, and that was fun too. And then, then the third year, I went back to horror movies. And then since then, now it's just like, just it's just a tradition to just try and um, dig up 31 horror movies every year for every day in October. It's a new video, uh, which is uh, exhausting to say the least, but it's also really uh, fulfilling. That I can say that on both ends, it's very worth every, <laughs> okay. every watching it. But um, when when you um you've met people such as like Tom Savini and stuff, right? Um, when you meet people like him, do they give you any any like techniques as terms of like makeuping and stuff that mm -hmm. you tend to use in your own videos uh, that have improved them in, in some point? Um, no, you, usually, um, you know, like if I meet somebody at a convention or if I film an interview with them or, or talk to them at all, it's usually, you know, pretty quick. Um, so I don't usually get a lot of good advice. But Tom Savini was actually one of the more detailed ones. Like, I talked to him for, for like, 40 minutes, I think, at, at one time, and, like, he just talked to me about, like, everything, like, he did with his eyes and, like, the makeup he did in, like, From Dusk Till Dawn, and, and like, he, he went into, like, a lot of detail, and I was, I was really interested that he likes to teach people that stuff. Like, he doesn't just keep it a secret, like, oh, yeah, this is just my, you know, because every filmmaker's a magician, but he... He kind of he he's more open about it. He tells you what, um, how he does it. As a horror fan, what could you say is probably the bloodiest, goriest, downright vomiting movie that you've seen that doesn't lose in storyline, that keeps its story. It doesn't like just use blood and gore for hmm. cheap effects. It's legit, like really bloody, really gory, yet hmm. at the same time has such a really good storyline. Hmm. Yeah, the, the goriest things I can think of um, is the ones where the gore steals the show. Um, Brain Dead, which is known as Dead Alive here, except everywhere else, I think. And uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky, is, is also like one of the goriest movies ever made. And they have story. It's not to say they don't, um, but, but, uh, but those are also so gory that it's like that's what you remember the most. So I can't think of too many that were where it has like a very strong story but also has a lot of gore because chances are you'll remember the gore better than anything. <laughs> um, as one of the few defenders of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as you showed in your top ten mm -hmm. famously, do you think that the orchestral score was up to snuff or a little bit lacking in that area? Um, I guess it was probably on par with um, like the newer Star Wars movies, I guess, with the score, because, um, like, I mean, John Williams is still working, and he's he's still awesome every time, he, you know, when he does anything, but I don't remember the new ones as much. Like, like I remember the music from, you know, the originals way better. Um, so I think it's harder, maybe, to make something more memorable nowadays. If I had to name one disappointment, I think that's what it would be with that movie. Mm. Not of score, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, usually it's just uh, the same things. Usually I just hear, oh, the gopher, or the fridge. You oh, know? I love the movie. Like like you point out in the I, video, it's pretty mm. much the same as the I, other I, movies. I agree. When I, I make the same conversation, mm -hmm. not that when people tell me that, I actually use your videos as reference. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was so ridiculous using a fridge. Yeah, you can jump out of a plane with a raft and land safely. You know. Yeah. 
One thing I think is interesting that I think a lot of people don't know, and this is why I'm interested in just like history of film a lot, is finding out where ideas come from. And a lot of people I think are surprised to know that a lot of movies like Indiana Jones are not original at all. Like they, they take from an old idea and then they kind of like, um, it was either in a, a Zorro Rides Again or Zorro's Fighting Legion, which were both film serials, but it was in one of those serials where the whole like truck battle thing happens and from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like shot for shot. Like he, he's on the horse, he jumps onto the truck and then, then he like goes under the truck and it's like the same thing. Um, Star Wars, I think most people seem to know the references more. Like with Star Wars, most people can kind of count like, okay, so this came from like a Western and this came from like a samurai film. Um, you know, like the Jedi being samurai. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's interesting and, you know, so, some people know, like some films are more famous for doing it. Like a lot of people know where Tarantino gets a lot of his ideas. So, yeah, I just find that interesting to figure out where stuff comes from. Because with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I mean, besides all the nostalgia aside, mm -hmm. like, as you mentioned how you felt that they were having fun with it, they mm -hmm. honestly were. Besides all the obvious homages, mm -hmm. like the shadow effect in the beginning of his intro, you had the Williams scream throughout it, mm -hmm. and that, the punch sound effects yeah. moved out deliberately. First time where you see the, the Wilhelm screamer, I think, where you yeah. really see, they kind of go in. I think they were trying to kind of say, like, okay, we're going to put an end to this gag because, you know, everybody's doing the Wilhelm scream nowadays. Yeah. So at least that was kind of a unique way to do it. I'm waiting for somebody to, yeah, come up with another way to use it. Like maybe have it like, um, like you, you usually hear it once in a movie. I've never seen a movie deliberately overuse it, like to see it happen. Like, like sometime I'm planning to maybe use it somewhere and just use it like 20 times in a row and just like <laughs> see how, like, you know, ridiculous it can get. I think ultimately what it was is like you said, people just nostalgia and they weren't aware of when the movie takes place and uh -huh. Crystal Skulls, like even though they did the documentaries on it, people just didn't accept it. Mm. You know? And I, again, I appreciate you trying to clarify that about why it really, you know, it was the critique. Mm. People see one or two bad scenes and that's, they'll judge the whole movie on that. Mm. You know? Oh, cool. Well, thank you. So it's been many years since you did the uh, Maximum Overdrive review and uh, have you ever actually been able to locate the scene where the kid's head gets run over and just... Oh, I think I heard somewhere that like George Romero saw that scene and like puked or something because George Romero, um, I've never tracked down the scene. I imagine it was destroyed. You actually do see the kid's head get crushed in the steamroller but from what I heard there was uh, the shot was longer and that you actually see like blood coming out and stuff. Who wouldn't want to see that? Um, I, I, I don't think it's, it's surfaced anywhere. I, th I would have thought it would at least be like a deleted scene on a DVD or something. Like, I don't know. So for now, I think that scene is lost. But I, I could be wrong. Maybe it'll show up with the original Phantom of the Opera or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Are you guys all on the same project, or no, no, we're no, separate? We're we're so we, we, yeah, we kind of know each other, so. We're oh, okay. <laughs> Friendly competition. Okay. All right. Now, um, when you do your angry video game nerd videos, um, I notice a lot of times there's some good bloopers in there, and you guys start laughing. Mm -hmm. Is it tough to go back into that angry state after you're laughing so much at what's going on? Um. 
No, if I'm maybe I'm, if I'm laughing for too long, I'll get mad. Then I'm laughing, and then I'll get angry again. And so, you know, yeah, it usually goes back. It's never, um, it's never a problem. It's not really like a mood kind of thing. Um, like I hear that sometimes, like uh, Bela Lugosi with Dracula. Like you know, there's all kinds of stories about how he'd go into a trance and he'd like, you know, he'd hypnotize himself and he'd just get into like the mood. You believe it with him, but. Uh, for me, it's, it's really just a switch. It's just like, okay, I'm the nerd. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm cool one second, then I'm the fucking nerd, and it's just boom, <laughs> like that, so. Yeah. Alright, well, one last question is that um, um, our show is really dedicated to the fans, and we asked them for questions for us to ask you. Now it's your turn to ask the fans a question. What, if you had a chance to ask the fans one question, what would it be? Um... I don't know yet. I mean, the, the simplest thing was just like, what's your favorite video? Um, and, you know, I get all kinds of answers with that. Um, I think at some point, like, I, you know, if I want to look back and like retrospect, then, you know, if I get like some distance from the nerd, then I think maybe then I can start kind of seeing what, what people, what other people are seeing a little more. Like right now, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm on, I'm in front of the camera and then it's hard for me to like, you know, so I guess what I would want to ask the fans is something that would help me see it the way they see it. So I just kind of know, you know, exactly what I want to get into the, like the fans' eyes. To, sometimes I just want to know what it looks like from the other side. And I guess at a certain point, you'll never really, you're, you'll never always understand that. It's impossible, I guess. Um, but I'm glad that uh, people have enjoyed it. Um, so that's why I still do it.